Hey there, and welcome to the Money Malpractice Podcast, where we dive into the most important questions and strategies that physicians face when it comes to their money. Today, we're going to be talking about the backbone of any financial decision, and that is having a solid financial plan to help guide you through your financial journey. So we'll discuss what physicians should be thinking about when putting a plan in place and what steps you can take to actually make it happen. But first, please let me emphasize that this podcast is designed to be educational in nature, but it's strictly for entertainment purposes only. So please contact your financial advisor to discuss any of the ideas or strategies mentioned today before acting on them. If you do not have a fiduciary financial advisor, I invite you to reach out to me for a complimentary financial evaluation, and I'll see if I might be able to help you get started down your road to financial freedom. So with that out of the way, and without any further ado, let's jump in and get started with episode eight of the Money Malpractice Podcast. All right, I know I've said it before, but it's worth repeating. Physicians have a training and a career path unlike any other profession. There's always exceptions to the rule, I know, but what other profession requires the depth of training that physicians endure, and where else is your income virtually guaranteed to at least triple almost instantly? And that's why much of the mainstream financial advice doesn't always mesh exactly with the situation of the typical physician. And so I I believe that Understanding this aspect of your financial plan is probably the first step towards building your financial plan. It basically comes down to weeding out the bad advice from the good. So there's a lot of good advice out there that probably pertains to most people, but in a lot of cases, physicians don't really fall into those categories. You know, for example, there's a there's a totally different strategy when it comes to high income earners. When you talk about what a physician may qualify for from an investment standpoint and also what sort of tax situation may apply to an attending physician who has a high um, is a high earner and so these all these things um, don't always necessarily translate well to the world of uh, being a physician and so that's why the first step I believe is to find someone who you trust who understands what physicians go through and what sort of unique financial challenges a physician might be exposed to along their journey. And that's why here at Physicians Financial Design, that's exactly what we do. We look at um, helping physicians specifically because we understand them. My wife is a doctor and that's how I know what the journey looks like. And so we formulate those strategies based on the principles that I've learned throughout our journey, but also Um, through research and understanding of the best practices for helping physicians. So getting that started and making that uh, realization is probably step number one. But from there, we work through and and move into the actual process. And this is what we do at Physicians Financial Design is we have a, a formulaic strategy, one that we personalize to each physician that we get the opportunity to work with. And it starts off with getting to know you. And so it's interesting uh, that a lot of physicians, when we sit down to to begin working together, they kind of get surprised by the fact that most of the questions that I ask, especially in the beginning, are not actually financially related questions. 
And you might think that this is strange also, but keep in mind, this is, and this is our strategy, um, but we think that we should build a financial plan around your life plans, that around the values that drive you and, and the things that you have set forth for your life. And so if I can't understand you and if I don't know who you are, then how am I supposed to help you find the financial plan that is going to give you what you need to be successful? And so that's step number one is understanding what I call, and I call it the why factor, uh, W-H-Y. What is your why factor? What is your why for being there? And we and we sit down in the first meeting, I call it our chief complaint meeting because most people come to me with a specific issue or a specific reason why they want to work with a financial planner. And so we drill down into that a little bit instead of saying, hey, I want to retire. Okay, great. Here's how we're going to do it. That's not how we do it. We say, well, why do you want to retire? We, we dig in a little bit. Okay, well, if, if you want to retire to have more flexibility in your life, Maybe there's other ways of getting there, or maybe there's other options um, for you. And so we just drilled into the why so that we can we can totally understand all of our options. And there's two things that motivate everybody. And, and it's not just in finance, but it's everywhere. There's two things that motivate us to make decisions that, that cause us to take action. Number one is to, it, in pursuit of something that brings us joy. So we're going to do something if it brings us joy. And number two, we're going to do something if it scares us. If we're scared to not do that thing, we're going to do the opposite. So we're going to be motivated by the fear of something. And so I call this the excite or fright factor because we're either excited about something or we're frightened by something. But either way, these are the two main things that motivate us to actually jump into action at any step of the way, whether it's a financial decision or anything else. So dialing in these reasons is step number one for my process and can be for you. If Even if you decide to work on your own with creating your financial plan, understanding the underlying issues in your why factor and what excites you and frights you will be the, the backbone for the plan, the foundation, so to speak. And so from there, we move on to the purpose. And I like to use the analogy that the quickest way to get from point A to point B is, of course, a straight line. And so when it comes to your financial questions and your financial concerns, and this happens um, not just with physicians, but um, many people make this mistake. And one of the biggest mistakes is they just put their head down and they start plowing forward thinking that they're accomplishing something financially when they never actually set for themselves their destination. It'd be like jumping in your car and saying, okay, I'm going to get, I'm going to get somewhere, but you don't know where you're going to go. You just, all you're doing is moving. And so that's not going to actually accomplish anything. All it's going to do is get you away from where you are now. And so what I encourage people to do is find your destination first and then figure out the best way to get there to avoid some of the zigging and zagging in between and get there in the most efficient way possible. And that's why we establish your endpoint, your point B, so to speak, and then we work backwards from there to find the most efficient path to get you there. So a very simple example would be if you came to me and told me that you want to retire, and I'll say, great, I can help you with that 
if you tell me when you'd like to retire and what kind of lifestyle you'd like to have when you retire. So if we don't establish the actual destination, which would be your retirement date and your retirement lifestyle, then we can't really create a financial plan for you because we don't know what we're shooting at. And so setting up the target, so to speak, is the first first step in creating the way to get there. And most of the clients I work with, to be honest, aren't actually establishing a retirement date. That's too far off in the distance for them to even thinking about. What they're really thinking about is some more immediate goals, like maybe buying a house or eliminating some debt. Planning for kids' college is also one of the things that pops up on the tops of people's lists. Regardless of the what, regardless of what it is that you're trying to do, first establish the why. Why do you want to do that? And understand your why, and that will help you keep you motivated. So then once you have the path set, then it's a matter of staying on the path to move towards your purpose. And the number one thing that I recommend to keep people on the path is to start off by protecting what you do have. Namely, your income would be first and foremost, because as a young physician, your future income is your biggest asset. And we talked about this before and we talked about uh, disability income insurance and protecting your income through that manner. But protecting your income and then pr- protecting your other um, investments as well. So it could be your house, it could be um, your liability, but being protected will keep you from experiencing a substantial financial hardship that can knock your financial plan completely out of the ballpark and have you scrambling to start over again. You know, something like being sued for a million dollars or having a bad accident that puts you in the hospital without being properly insured. Things of that nature are the, are the biggest things that can knock you off from your, your um, path. So we want to protect against those as well. And then the next thing is uh, obviously a lot of young doctors have debt. We want to come up with a plan for that. And we also want to come up with a plan for when is a good time to start investing and also how to start investing. There's certain strategies that we'll get into in our next episode, actually, for specific strategies that we can think about uh, when it comes to investing and debt reduction and things like that. But we want to make sure that we're doing it in the right way. And then in the same sense, we also know that there's tax implications for a lot of these things that we're doing. So coming up with an efficient strategy there is also very important. So all these things added together can save you thousands of dollars and hopefully make you thousands of dollars when making sure that you're doing it in the right manner. And so we'll talk a lot about that in our next episode, actually, some of those uh, more specific strategies. But for now, knowing that there's a lot out there to understand and being able to put those into your strategy is an important thing before we get started down our path. So you also want to make sure that you understand the advantages of special programs that are geared for physicians as well. Uh, We'll talk about mortgages. We'll talk about certain insurance programs that are out there for physicians and then student loans. So loan forgiveness programs, things of that nature. A lot of that stuff is specifically for physicians and no other profession has these things available to them. So again, if you don't have an advisor who understands these things, you might be missing out. Okay. Now, finally, I want to talk about 
the the performance of the said plan. So once we have our clear pathway set and established, then it's time to put it into action. So you can come up with a perfect financial plan for yourself, or you can work with me or another advisor on coming up with a perfect plan. But if you don't actually put it into motion, then it's simply just an idea. It's not actually going to help you in any way. So you know, finally, we're going to be looking at performing the plan or executing the plan. And the first steps are the vital steps. A, you've already got the plan in place. That's step number one. B, taking the first actual steps of your plan are going to be important. That's going to put that into action. And so for many people, the first thing that we're going to do is make sure that we've got our insurances in place to protect things that are important, like our income, our property, our liability, things that we've already talked about. And then Maybe the next step could be putting in automation for investing, uh, you know, making contributions monthly, or maybe it's uh, monthly debt payments that we're going to build into your strategy. But either way, it's a step-by-step process that we need to stick with the plan and do the best we can to staying on board with the plan. But keep in mind, I want to make sure I tell everybody this as well. We'll come up with a plan and we can make it a 30-year plan, but that 30-year plan never is going to play out exactly as expected. So in reality, a five-year plan is probably even more important, more relevant, and we can try to stay on board for five years, but even then, things are going to change. You know, So it's okay to make changes along the way as long as you're intentional with your decisions. The biggest thing that I see happen with people is that they let their emotions take over when a financial hurdle gets thrown at them. You know, maybe there's a car accident and they need to buy a new car. Well, they go out and they buy something well outside of their budget because they felt like at that time they were emotionally vulnerable and it felt like the right decision. These are the things that they usually, uh, you know, I kind of laugh because my clients will come to me and tell me these things after they've already done it, knowing that they shouldn't have done it. And it's like they've got their tail between their legs, making it an admission. I'm like, you know, hey, it's your money. You can do what you want. But if you feel that way, then you're probably right. That's probably wasn't the best decision. But let's avoid those emotional decisions and try to stick on track. And again, if you've got a written plan in front of you, you can always work off from that and say, okay, is this part of my plan? No, it's not. All right, we're going to sidestep this one and we're going to work through it in a different manner. Um, so again, just, just to recap here, step number one of your financial foundation is coming up with a plan, something that's achievable, something that makes sense to you and is geared towards your life. Remember, the money and the financial resources that you are going to have along the way is only a tool to help you accomplish what you want in your life. Money is not, you know, if you tell me, hey, I want a million dollars. Okay, great, but why? Just having a million dollars sitting in the bank doesn't do you any good unless you're actually trying, you know, you've actually got a purpose for that million dollars. Okay, if that's you retiring early, great. If that's you buying some toys or giving it away, um, leaving it as an inheritance, great. All those things, whatever you tell me, it's your plan and it's your money. But let's have a plan for it. Let's make sure that we know why we're doing these things instead of just 
setting some arbitrary goal. All right. So just like, you know, you didn't wake up and all of a sudden realize that you were a doctor. No, you put a plan in place. You executed the plan. It was a process that took years to accomplish, but you did it. You made it there. Your financial plan will be very similar. It's going to take time and it's going to take energy. Hopefully it's going to take a lot less studying and uh, no clinical hours. So that's a plus. But you do know that there's going to be a benefit for sticking to the plan. And so if you feel like you could use some help, please feel free to reach out. The conversation is free, people. You can give me a call, shoot me an email, or sign up for a free financial evaluation. And all we'll do is talk. And like I said, a lot of our questions aren't even uh, necessarily going to be financial related. I want to get to know you first so that we can start going down the right path without spinning our wheels and me projecting what I think you should do or what you what I think someone in your position should do. I want you to be in control. I want you to be the one making decisions. I'll just be the guide on the side, helping you along the way, making sure that you understand your options before you dive in. Well, that about wraps up this episode of the Money Malpractice Podcast. Thanks for listening. I do want to remind all our listeners that this podcast is designed to be educational in nature, but is strictly for your entertainment purposes only. So please contact your financial advisor to discuss any of the ideas or strategies mentioned today before acting on them. If you do not have a fiduciary financial advisor, I invite you to reach out to me for a complimentary financial evaluation, and I'll see if I might be able to help you get started down your road to financial freedom. Well, that's it for today. So until next time, keep saving lives and keep saving money. 